I really am just grateful for what God's given me. But no matter what your story is, God has a bigger story for you and a better story for you. And it can happen. Ainsley is in the house. Ainsley, welcome. Oh, thank you. Ainsley Earhart, she has a national cable morning show, the weekdays co-host for Fox and Friends. She's a New York Times best-selling author, having written children's books and a memoir. God, 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 God. I can't take credit for any of that. In fact, I just can't even believe the blessings that he's given me. Um, he loves me. He loves you. He loves all of us so much. And I'm just so grateful that he does because none of this is possible without him. Amen. Just so grateful that all of these dreams have come true. New York City and yes. working in a profession that I love and our professions are so much fun. And I'm grateful that I don't dread going to work. And I love being a mom and prayed for this child for so many years. And finally, I am I'm just blessed to have her. So this is your third children's book. That's right. This book is about having fun, making your house an oasis, having just uh, a peace when your daughter or your son walks into your house so that they feel like they are loved, they are wanted, that this is where she wants to be. And I hope that will always remain because I just always wanted that for my child. And so the book is just about celebrating who she is as a person, who all of our children are and honoring them with just being a part of our lives and being such gifts from God for us and that God placed them specifically in our, in each of our homes so that we could raise them or even if they're your grandchildren or if they're your nieces or your nephews, or it's, um, you know, a, a baby shower, yeah. all of the was uh, pre-planned by God. And I just want these children all around the world to read this book and know that God has a plan and a purpose. And even if you don't hear that from your parents, mm. it is when you hear it from your father, God. Good word. You are preaching today, girl, seriously, <laughs> because you can never be over-intentional about loving your child, about loving that one that needs that extra blessing from your mouth. And, you know, like even though you said, the room, just walking into a room. And as uh, a woman of faith, as a Christian, uh, we know that we indwell the Holy Spirit. And thank God, when we walk into a room, He goes with us. It changes the room. That's right. I mean, he is, I know he's in this home. I know he gave me this home. So I was trying to buy an apartment in the city and it, it fell through. This happened to be available. And this is actually a better choice for my family because it's much closer to the school that God knew in the process, my daughter was going to get accepted to. So oh. it, um, it all worked out beautifully. Sometimes we don't understand why God's taking us through something or through a valley. Um, I've gone through some hardships in my life, but God has used all those hardships to take me up to the mountain. And they say, you can't get to the mountain until you go through the valley. And, and that's exactly what's happened in my life. As a Christian, things aren't always perfect, yeah. but when you know you have him in your life, steering your life, yes. then what you really have to do is sit in the back seat and just say, God, my life is in your hands. Let your will be my will. 
wherever you want to place me, wherever you want to put me, open the doors, close the doors, open the windows, close the windows, just see me through it all. And it's much easier walking through life when you have faith. But if that's what God's will is, I want to be where he is and I want his will to be done. Amen. Amen. Take us back to you as a South Carolina girl and the home you grew up in that really brought this foundation that, you, that you're talking about today. You're testifying to a foundation that was already laid. When I was growing up, I have a wonderful family. We were in church every Sunday. We went to very formal churches, either the Episcopal church or the Lutheran church, depending on where we lived. And um, my mom loves the stained glass windows and loves the formal service and the hymns. So when I went to college, I um, had started hanging out with this group in my sorority, these really strong Christian girls. And they all went to this one Baptist church in Columbia, South Carolina, Shandon Baptist. And they invited me to go. And they were all such fun, sweet girls, really sweet girls, girls I really wanted to be around because I knew they weren't gossips and they were living right. And I wanted more of that. I was a junior. I was tired of going to all the parties and tired of drinking all the time. And I just wanted to be around these girls. And so I started going to Bible study in my sorority and loved all of them. And they would invite me to church. And so I started going with them and started just feeling God moving in my heart. Slowly did that, that happened. And then one day I was at a retreat, had this mountain weekend. And on that, that weekend, there was a huge party in the house and I walked outside and I just said, God, I don't want this anymore. I want to live for you. I'm tired of just floundering, floundering through life and having this hole in my heart and all my friends have this joy. And I want that. And I don't know how to do this. I just want you in my heart. And so Jesus come into my life and show me how to live my life. And so things changed. That was October 19th, 1997, my junior year of college. And then I went back to school and started going to Shandon Baptist. And um, gosh, it was just such a wonderful experience. I lost a lot of friends, a lot of best friends. They're still my friends, but they weren't as close to me because I had different desires and God was moving in a different direction. And many of them now are raising their kids and they're all in church every Sunday. And so it's beautiful to see, but God just had a hold on my life a little bit earlier than many of the other girls in my sorority. And so I started going to this church and um, just fell in love with the praise and worship, fell in love with the non-denominational service or the Baptist service, because it was really just music, praise and worship music, contemporary music, a sermon, and then a little bit more music. And then you left. I mean, it was like, you didn't even, they had scriptures on the screens for you, Bible verses on the screens. They had words of all the songs on the screen. And my mom, she went with me and she was like, oh, oh, I can't, no, this is just not for me. My mom, person, we all worship and are fed in different ways. So don't knock other denominations. I learned that through this process. Because when I was going to these formal churches, I would hear little comments about how the Baptists do it or how the non-denominational do it or how the Pentecostal do it or this. And don't knock it because however someone chooses to worship, that's very personal. It's a personal decision. And as long as they're learning the scriptures and they're learning about Christ, who cares where they go? Some people feel... Right, exactly. Some people feel safe and at home in one church and others feel it in another. But if you're learning to love Jesus and to live for him, then that's the most important thing. And that's all he cares about. He doesn't care if you're going in in jeans or if you're going in high heels. And depending on the church, my attire is very different. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe even high heels with jeans. 
that's right. That's right. That's exactly, with a leather jacket, right? A leather jacket. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's true. So many different churches and it's okay. You know, it is uh, one God that ministers in so many different ways. And Jesus Christ uh, leads us um, in the word of God to, you know, accept people beyond you know, what our eyes tell us, essentially. That's right. That's right. And that senior year of college, you know, it's amazing. God poured so many blessings on my life and so much favor. I started getting like random awards on campus and the journalism school was honoring me. And I was, God, why is this happening? Oh, because I'm following you and you're going to show me favor and you're going to tell me that I am walking down the right path. And so the more I followed him, the more God just kept, just pouring blessings on my life. I wish I had done it earlier. I, I remember going to church constantly and just crying. I don't know if you had this experience because I felt like I had lost 21 years of my life, not working him the way I should have. Hmm. Oh my goodness. And yet he was redeeming that time and you went off from there to Texas and got started in what would be a really amazing career for you now, like you said, in New York City. And um, how different is it for you to look at uh, the ways that you've walked, the places that you've gone with your daughter and say, we're here in New York City, the South Carolina girl. It's amazing. So whatever your desires are, the scripture says God gives you those desires of your heart and um, you have to walk with him and you have to put him first and then he will give you the desires of your heart, which is exactly what happened to me. So I had this desire as a young child to be in television in some form or fashion or in the movies, live in LA or live in New York. And that's definitely what I wanted to do. And I loved the big cities. I loved the big lights. That's just who God created me to be. So I you know, used to be ashamed of that or apologize for that. But now this is what how God created me. So this is what I love to do. Then he takes me to the University of South Carolina. I meet all these great girls. I learn all about Jesus. He's in my heart at this point. I accept Jesus Christ. I get baptized in church, even though I was christened as a child, I decided to get baptized in the church um, at 22 years old or 23. It was two years to the date of the day I got saved on October 19th. And um, so then God I get a job in my hometown for five years in TV, then moved to Texas for two years, and then the national level in New York City. And not only did I get the city that I wanted, but I also got a job at Fox News where they allow me to talk about Christ. And I have a Bible study on Fox Nation, which is our streaming service. So it is just incredible how God just wove all that together and meshed it all together. And I know the only reason I have this job is because I talk about him and I want to give him the glory. This is not Ainsley. This is Jesus Christ living inside of me. And the moment I forget that, the moment I know I will fall, not because God wants me to, to fail or fall, but because yeah. he put me in this position because he knew I would be bold to talk about him. Mm-hmm. And because he's given me that strength, not because I have it. I used to like be a little bit embarrassed about it because I was too scared what my sorority sisters who were the coolest ones were going to think about me. And then I just said, the heck with it. I don't care because I care more about him than I do how they feel about me. And I love other people and I want them to know about him and I can't hide it. You can't hide the shining light that lives inside of us. That's, that's God. 
Amen. That's so true. And I feel like you've gone to the next level. You just mentioned that Bible study. And I, I love that you must have like a mentorship that that uh, rises up in you, that you want to bring people into a deeper relationship with Christ, which is what what your story, that that's what happened to you. Which I bet happened to you too. I think all the women that are Christians in our industry know that God has put that inside of us. Yes. Um, you know, I used to, I always loved little girls and I always babysat my entire life and loved little children and played fun games with them. I still keep in touch with many of the little kids. And I always thought I'll be a better mom to boys because I thought my little brother was so close with me and he was so fun and he was just, it was so great to raise him. So I thought I've already raised a little boy because he's five and a half years younger than me or helped my mom raise him or my parents. And so I thought I'll, I'm going to have boys. And then God gives me this little girl. I didn't know if I was having a boy or a girl. So when she was delivered, the doctor said, you know, it's a, it's a girl. And I was so excited, but a little nervous about that. And now I'm so grateful because I love mentoring little girls. And now I have one and she loves, she has the same interests as I do. And now I think if she like were really good at golf or if she were <laughs> good at like football, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> That's great. I, out. She, she, her dad would be, you know, all involved in that. And so I love the fact that I have this little girl who loves art and she loves dance and she loves anything creative. She loves ice skating. And, um, she just, this, this children's book is about her. She runs through all these rooms in my apartment. And, you know, when we're sitting here having our, our little time with all the moms, she's yeah. skipping through, she just skips through all the rooms. Do you, do you remember what six years old was like? Do you have children? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember too. Yes. <laughs> Butterflies, they just live in la la land and everything yes. is just um, musical and beautiful. And so I love having a little girl and I'm just so fortunate that God, God knew that that was right for my life. Mm -hmm. But um, yes, she just, we have dance parties and life is really fun. She's getting a little bit sassy. So okay. I'm <laughs> having to start the disciplining now. Yes. I but then she four was great five was great and six like maybe a few eye rolls or some talk backs and then I'll say like the other day I had to say uh what happened to my sweet girl what what was that I don't think so yeah. and she said mama I am your sweet girl I'm just really tired <laughs> hey that is great she uh, yeah she's connected with her emotions oh um, yes she is and she can negotiate oh my <laughs> I've made so many mistakes. I've made so many mistakes. I'm trying to get better. I'm learning. Hmm. She's mama's girl. She's negotiating <laughs> and figuring that all out. Hard. I, I definitely identify with you when you say, uh, you know, you had a little bit of, um, I forget the word that you used, but a little bit of nervousness when you found out that you're having a girl, I mean, that you had a girl and I, my, my firstborn was, um, a girl and I was very nervous about that. I'm Montana born, you know, out on the prairie herding sheep, you know, very much, um, not connected with, girls and to have one to raise one I thought I don't know how to do this and I do remember Ainsley at one point when she was such a tiny baby looking at her and I said I can't believe I was so scared of you oh it was just such a oh, memory yeah because whatever God gives you you are gonna love so much and it does not matter 
Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's why I love that you've written this book, just because it not only encourages the imagination and it, it allows us to understand our emotions in a way that we can, you know, skip through the rooms in our mind because we were those girls. We were those right. children. And now right. raising up uh, this next generation with uh, a courage and an understanding of who they are, not just because of what we say, but because who God has made them to be. And I love your story and how that you you can now see that God has done these things, whether it was the awards, you know, in school and all this preparation that he made was so detailed for Ainsley. Thank you. It's so true. And I just want anyone listening no matter if you grew up in a family um, where you had parents that loved you or parents where you felt like they were too busy or parents that you felt like you never heard, I love you. Mm. Maybe you have um, broken relationships with them. Just know all of that can change with God in your life. And if you raise your children in the church mm. and you make an intentional decision to change the future, mm. God will help you do that. And I have wonderful parents but we also grew up in a house where there wasn't a lot of overflow. There wasn't a lot of extra money. And um, there was, you know, we, we just got by. And my dad worked so many jobs to put us through school and gave up his love for coaching because he loved his children and his wife more than he loved himself. And so he had to give up a low salary, but the love that of coaching, of basketball coaching at the, he worked for a small liberal arts college in South Carolina and then went into sales wow. and didn't necessarily love his job, but he did that for his family so that he could help put food on the table. And I'm so grateful. My mom worked every day as a school teacher, 24, 25 little four-year-olds running around her room who she adored and helped change their lives. Oh, but we home to three other kids that had activities and had homework and we were making her go to Walmart for projects or running us to the skate land for a party or whatever it was. And then she had food on the table every night. I don't know how they did it. Yeah. I don't know how they did it with, you know, they were very stressful nights. And yeah. um, my brother who is wonderful now was a wild child. So that was stressful because teachers were sending home notes or calling the house or he was in trouble. And mm -hmm. um, it was just a, I had a great childhood and wonderful memories at the beach when we were on vacation, but mm -hmm. at, behind closed doors in our house, there were stressful moments. So I just want you to know that um, you are loved. And even if you don't feel it because your parents are under so much stress, they do love you. And they're so grateful that you were born and you can have a second chance when you're a parent. But if you didn't ever feel the love from your parents, this book, I want you to read it because, and I want you to read it to your children because it talks about how I am so glad you were born. And I don't care if you're a preacher, if you are a teacher, if you are, it goes through all these different, um, different professions, whatever you are, just do whatever God's meant you to do, meant for you to do. And God's given you these desires, whatever your passion is, follow that in some capacity. Wow do that in your life because that's where you'll be happy. I love my job. The hours are tough, but they're really not because I go to work, I do a morning show and then I have the rest of the day with my daughter yes. or talk to you today or to go pick up my child from school. So I I'm so grateful that I have this full-time job. I'm able to put food on the table. We have an oasis in this apartment and um, I really am just grateful for what God's given me, but no matter what your story is, 
God has a bigger story for you and a better story for you. And it can happen and it will happen. Just follow him and do the right thing. Amen. Well said. I have two quick questions for you. And one is about We the Kingdom on Fox and Friends. And you were part of seeing that happen. What was that like to see We the Kingdom at work? I love them. I, I can't even believe this is my job. I, I When I'm on stage with all of these different Christian artists or I'm interviewing this morning, it was Max Lucado, mm -hmm. the pastor in San Antonio, who happened to be my pastor when I was there. And now I'm interviewing him at my job because he's written, you know, book number, what, 250. Yeah. Um, so I'm interviewing Max Lucado today. I'm thinking, I can't believe that this is what you have me doing, God. This was this is the man that I look up to. The man, I read his books. I would sit in his congregation and now he is sitting here with me in the studio where I occupy every single morning in New York City. So, um, you know, we're all just a small circle. All of us are trying to do our part and we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And you can meet a Christian from Nigeria. You can meet a Christian from Japan. You can meet a Christian in Paris. And we all just click because we are all brothers and sisters. Amen. That's so true. In your off time, what kind of music do you like to listen to? mostly Christian music. I love country music too, but really praise and worship. Yes. And for some I have like a love affair with French music and the French language. Yes. And I went to Paris and I just fell in love with Paris and the architecture and all the beautiful music and just how romantic they all are. I just <laughs> love the food. It was just beautiful. And I didn't get the chance to go to Europe until I was in my thirties. Yeah, definitely my thirties. Because we, like I said, we didn't grow up where we were taking yes. your vacations. So when I finally had enough money to just scrounge it together and go on a trip, I, I loved it. So I listened to on Sonos, I have speakers in this apartment and we'll play Christian music primarily a little country and I love um, French music. I love classical music. I love Michael Buble. I love, I mean, just the, the talents. Yeah. I would sing. Can you sing? Uh, no. <laughs> I can. Oh, I should be singing your praise. I would, wouldn't that be, I want to sing in our praise and worship group at church. That would be a dream come true. Oh my gosh. You should do it. Oh, are you kidding? I, that is not my blessing. God did not. I, everyone makes fun of me. I will sing. I will belt out the songs at church there and no one wants to be around me. <laughs> I know my talents and that is not one of them. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for joining me in the studio today. I have had such a blast talking about your life and the gifts that God has given you. I've been so faithful in your life for all this, um, all this journey down the road and uh, the books, the Bible studies and all of that. And I'm excited about, I'm so glad you were born. I know it's going to reach a lot of people and change lives. Uh, the readers, the hearers, you know how it is when we read that book to that child, it starts to change in our mind too, right? Well, thank you so much. It does. If you, if it's great for um, a birthday present or a baby shower, or even just your own child, but this is the dance party we have in our apartment all the time. I'm so glad you were born with all the kids running around with all their instruments. I Thank love you. it.
Thank you so much for talking to me and for your faith. Thank you for talking to me. I so appreciate that. More importantly, thank you for what you do for Christ. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I do feel like you in a way. I'm just like so blessed. I know your children are so blessed. You are a special person. Oh my gosh. Ainsley, you are so sweet. Back at you, girl. Back at you. My sister in Christ. Amen. Okay. Okay. Bye, sweet. Thank you. Bye.